Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the My Vinyasa Practice Podcast, Heartfelt Consciousness. My name's Michaela. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the My Vinyasa Practice Podcast, Heartfelt Consciousness. My name is Michaela. Today with me, I have Katie Hernandez. Katie is an author with MVP, so she's created a course with us. She also teaches for us in studio um, and does some other like workshoppy things with us. So I'm so excited to have Katie here. Katie, how are you this morning? So great. Thank you for inviting me to join you. Of course. I'm so I'm so happy that you're here. So I'm going to go ahead and let you start off by telling us a little bit about you, how you came to yoga, why you came to children's yoga, and, you know, anything else that you want to share. Oh, thank you. Well, I'm a yoga therapist and a yoga teacher based here in Austin. Uh, I grew up in a small town called Brownsville in South Texas on the border of Mexico. And um, I discovered yoga for the first time when I left my hometown and went to college in London in the UK. Uh, It was a real big culture shock, as you can imagine, (laughs) going from a town that was, you know, 98% Latin, Hispanic, and going to such a big multicultural city. Uh, But it was an amazing time, and I was lucky enough to discover yoga while I was in college. Uh, As you can imagine, (laughs) adjusting to the weather in London was really difficult for me going from like a tropical environment to such a cold rainy place and I honestly stumbled into a hot yoga class simply because I was so cold (laughs) and wanted something that felt a little bit like home. Um, I was not expecting to have such a profound experience And afterwards, when I was laying in Shavasana, maybe others can relate to this, I felt this quiet kind of wash over me. Uh, The space between my thoughts lengthened, and it was as if I was experiencing an inner peace for the very first time. Uh, So that's what kept me going back. Uh, I became a yoga practitioner and Uh, just felt really passionate about those benefits I was feeling. And when I moved back to Texas after college, it just so happened I moved into an apartment building right next to a yoga studio and ended up, you know, wanting to go deeper down that path, went through teacher training and discovered my passion for teaching. It kind of took my whole career trajectory into a different direction, which I am so, so thankful for. Okay, so many things there. Awesome that you went to college abroad. Wonderful. I feel like that's a whole other topic that we could talk about. Second, um, oh, I lost my second thought. Oh, yo, the yoga therapist. I'm so sorry that I did not mention that when I introduced you. When did you become a yoga therapist? When did you decide to get into yoga therapy? 
Uh, it was actually around the same time that I took my children's training. Um, back in 2016, about five years ago, uh, I had been teaching yoga full time for about a year at that point and was experiencing some injuries. You know, I had my practice was very vinyasa focused, which, you know, I, I love teaching vinyasa. It's such a beautiful style of yoga. And for me at that point in time, it was a bit unbalanced. I wasn't balancing that practice with restorative and meditation and all of the wonderful tools yoga provides so that we can have a holistic practice. So I was going through that and kind of wondering, like, how do I make a career out of this? Something I love and feel so passionate about and also uh, take care of myself, take care of my body. Uh, so I started looking into yoga therapy. At that time, my mom passed away really suddenly. She was a really healthy person, very young, and passed away in her sleep. It was so weird. Um, but that really pushed me down the yoga therapy path because for the first time, I was battling with grief and depression. And I knew yoga could help me, but I didn't have all of those tools yet. Yoga therapy turned into an opportunity for me to really discover all of the tools yoga provides to help people heal. And um, obviously made me a really passionate person about those tools. Now, you know, I wanna share it with everyone. Uh, but about a year into my yoga therapy training, I, you know, was very much going through it, you know, excavating all of that grief, um, learning how to expand my capacity to hold those difficult emotions. And we were offered the opportunity to specialize in a subject. And, you know, there was a lot of really beautiful subjects being offered. Uh, recovery being one of them for addiction and alcoholism, uh, so many other great modalities, but they felt very heavy to me at that time. I honestly felt like I can't do any more heaviness. Um, so the one modality that stood out to me was kids yoga. I was like, you know, I'm just, I'm going to do this for me. I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be playful. This is just speaking to me right now. I think I need a little bit of this energy in my life. I had no idea how transformative it would be, how healing, and how much I would enjoy teaching kids. That's a beautiful story. And what a legacy that your mother has left that you've taken this path and now you hold space for the next generations when it's like so important. Um, we need people like you working with children. Um, so thank you one for sharing your story. I'm very sorry for your loss, um, but I'm very thankful that you've, that you shared with us um, and that you now offer such a beautiful offering. 
Um, yeah, my mom was a math teacher, so it does uh, feel like I get to honor her when I work with people, when I share yoga with people. Beautiful. Wow. And what a beautiful segue into our topic, children's yoga. So was it as playful as you were hoping for? It was. Um, a lot of my training was learning how to play, how to get in touch with my inner child again. You know, um, we, I think we all uh, can underestimate sometimes how healing play is, how big of a role creativity and joy and love play in the healing process. Um, I had gotten so wrapped up in kind of the heaviness and the seriousness of my loss that I had forgotten about those components. So getting to experience that and just learn to play, learn how to use yoga as a tool for creativity and joy and some of those lighter emotions really lifted me up out of the fog of grief. That sounds, that sounds so lovely. Um, so that kind of leads me into my next question. I think a lot of us who are listening or experiencing um, know kind of what a yoga class for adults looks like. So what does a yoga class for children look like in comparison? Yeah, that's such a great question and one that I get often. It's a lot different. You know, I think you can expect to receive a lot of the same benefits from a kid's yoga class that you would an adult class, but the format we take is a bit different. Usually in a kid's class, I will set up the mats in a circle so we can have more of a communal experience. And we'll open similarly as we would open with an adult class, taking a moment to greet each other, maybe introduce ourselves. I really love bringing in like my singing bowl or some chimes to just grab the kiddos' attention. It gets them really excited. And everyone usually wants a turn. <laughs> So we'll open class and then depending on the age, I often weave in a theme or story to the class. So for younger kids between the ages of like two and six, there's a lot of storytelling involved in yoga. Recently, I just led a class about um, a yoga quest to space. And we had an entire class themed around going to space and all of the different shapes and movements and planets we would get to explore and try on in our bodies. The focus in a kid's yoga class is a lot less on alignment and the physicality of the shapes that we take and more about exploring our relationship to our bodies, creating opportunities for play, exploring new movements to shape neuroplasticity, 
uh, work on coordination. So rather than, you know, cueing a bunch of things about like engage this muscle and align this bone, we are talking more about like feel your breath, lift you up and um, notice what it feels like to balance on one foot, things like that. We always incorporate breath practices and relaxation, but again, they fit in with a story and kids love interacting with that story, coming up with their own shapes and postures. Um, they love adding in like their own storylines and creating their own characters. It's all about just helping to create a playful, joyful experience for them. I, I think I love that because I love stories still. I did as a kid, I was always reading books. That was my thing. Um, and my nieces, I have two nieces and three and seven. Yes, three and seven. Um, and they love to do their little yoga videos on YouTube. And that's always what it is. Just like a little, that just sounds, makes me feel so light just kind of thinking about it. Just that, that permission to be not so serious. Yeah, you know, kids these days have so much jam-packed into their schedules. You know, they have school responsibilities and home responsibilities and extracurriculars and studying and homework and the list just really goes on and on. So in a yoga class, we want to facilitate a space where kids can be free and choose their own adventure. A big thing I have had to learn and work with as a yoga, uh, kids yoga instructor is that, you know, I can come in with a plan and it's not always going to work out that way. Um, so much of my job is really to connect with each individual kid and honor their needs wherever they are in the moment, which may mean deviating from my plan and doing something a little different. I, can I just say that you, it sounds like you hold such beautiful space. Yes, my nieces will be here in the summer and I was considering sending them to uh, one of your camps because I think it'll fall in one of them that you're having in studio. Uh, so for the listeners, kind of along with what we're talking about, Katie is holding space uh, for some kiddos at MVP in studio. And they're kind of themed like you're talking about, right? They each kind of have a story. Um, yeah. Do you want to tell us a little bit about those? Oh, I'd love to. So the camp we're hosting will be half day camps hosted a Monday through Friday. We're doing one in June, one in July, and one in August. Each week is themed around a different um, idea or concept that we'll weave yoga into. The first one is Yoga Knot's Quest to the Cosmos. So we'll be exploring different uh, facts and ideas around space and science. 
as well as zero gravity poses, balancing, and lots of fun activities. The next one that we're hosting is Explore the Rainbow. So I'll be weaving in some age-appropriate uh, concepts from the chakra system. Kids love working with the chakra system. They're such energetic beings already. It's quite easy for them to understand the concepts because uh, they're not quite as um, logical as some of us adults can be, right? <laughs> They, they can feel into those subtle energies. And then the final camp experience we're hosting in August is called Nature Kids. So we'll be doing a lot of play around the five elements, uh, which is presented in Ayurveda. We will work with seasons and growth cycles and just really develop an appreciation for nature. All of those sound so fun. What I wanna to touch on though is age appropriate chakra exercises names like, tell me more because I love this. I love this. Yeah, so there's so many fun things that we can do with the chakras. Uh, there's a really cute chakra song called I'm a Rainbow that I like to teach. <laughs> I won't sing it now because uh, the five-year-olds are, are a little more of a receptive audience to my untrained voice. <laughs> uh, but we have a lot of fun with it. We work with different colored crystals and talk about the energies that the different chakras can help us connect to. Uh, for example, the Manipura chakra, the solar plexus chakra. The way I might explain that to a five-year-old is that we all have a yellow energy center at the center of our bellies that helps us connect to a feeling of confidence and power and passion. And so we can explore yoga shapes like star pose and the warrior postures and boat to help enliven that center and really help them get a felt sense of what that confidence and power might feel like in their bodies. I love this so much. I love the core. I love the crystals. And I, I love the idea. Katie, this is so lovely. I'm going to need to look at your children's yoga course. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, even if you don't necessarily see yourself teaching kids, just to be able to look at yoga through an, a fresh lens and to give yourself permission to connect with your inner child, so healing. Oh, beautifully put. Give us all that chance to kind of connect to our inner child. And I think, you know, we all kind of deserve this work as children. And so what a way to give us ourselves that gift as adults. Um, how awesome. Oh, I love that. Okay. So 
a children's yoga class, is it typically, how long do you offer a class for? It really depends on the age group and just the format that we're working with. Um, in our half day summer camps, we're able to kind of extend the length of our kids yoga experience by breaking up the day into smaller activities and uh, working with kids attention span. In a studio, you know, when I offer kids classes or family classes, they're normally about 45 minutes long. But, um, you know, kids yoga can be five minutes, 10 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 minutes. Really what's special about kids yoga is you realize just how potent the practices are. 10 minutes can really turn around an entire mood. Um, yeah, you don't need a super long practice in order for it to be effective. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think of my morning bed yoga, that's like three minutes long. That totally turns my mood around. Awesome. Okay. So I have a lot of questions. I feel like, do you teach, you said five-year-old, is that like your favorite age group to teach? I'd say the five to seven-year-olds are really my jam. I love connecting with them because they have such strong imaginations. They love storytelling. They love participating in the storytelling and coming up with their own creative ideas. Uh, they're learning how to be leaders and how to voice their opinions. So they're very talkative and engaged. Uh, they love telling me what they enjoy and also what they don't enjoy. They're super honest. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'd say that's my favorite uh, age group to work with, but I teach all ages and each kid is such a unique individual. I love that. They absolutely are very honest. And I think that that's kind of related back to what you said earlier, how they are a little more, it's a little easier for them to be open to that idea and to connect with their subtle energies because they're still so close to source. They're still so um, molded, I guess, you know, a little bit, but not a ton. And so they're still, I don't know pure, I guess. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. You know, I think kids are inherently joyful, kind, energetic beings. And then, you know, as we age and we gain more life experience, it's normal to kind of be bombarded with these external messages, um, experiences we go through shape us and they change us. Um, it's one of the reasons why I think doing this sort of work as an adult can be so empowering and life-changing because it connects you to your authentic self, that person you were when you came into this world fresh. <laughs> 
I love that. Yes, fresh. Absolutely. Um, how wonderful. And I guess I kind of had this preconceived notion that, well, I, maybe it's my material coming up here, Katie, feeling <laughs> silly when I am allowing myself to be less serious and almost feeling embarrassed and like not allowed to. And so I guess I never really considered the how powerful it could be for all ages. Yes. And this came up for me too, when I went through my children's yoga training as a student. Uh, and for most of the other students, we really started to understand not only who we were when we came into this world fresh, but also how we may have changed or been affected by our educational experiences. You know, you start to notice like, oh, I, I was that kid who wanted to color in the corner instead of play with the group and sing because I did feel embarrassed or I did feel self-conscious. So it kind of gave me the opportunity to work with that and challenge myself to let some of that go. Uh, and it's been very freeing. You know, sometimes I do still feel silly uh, <laughs> singing and playing music and hopping around like a frog on the playground. Um, but it quickly falls away when you're with the kids because they just have so much fun. And a lot of them, they haven't taken that on yet from the world. <laughs> they give you permission. Absolutely. And as honest as they are, I feel like it's typically coming from a non-judgmental place. They're just expressing their, their perception. And yes. it's not about you. Definitely. I think that probably makes it easier. <laughs> Jumping around like a frog on the playground. <laughs> is that how we talk about Velasana or is that how we incorporate yes. Velasana? Yes. <laughs> I love that. There's also a lot of um, making noise. So I think that's a, a big way uh, children's yoga differs from maybe an adult class, we're used to going into an adult class and being quiet or just listening to our breath. And in a kid's class, we're making all sorts of noises, riveting like a frog, sniffing the air like a bunny. Um, there's a lot of lion's breath. <laughs> I like that. Because I actually like to encourage my, my students, my adult students, to kind of make noise occasionally and give them that permission to, you know, verbally, audibly take up space, not just physically. Because yeah, sometimes it can feel like, yeah, I do need to be quiet. Like, I don't want the person next to me to hear my breath, but I want to use my breath. So, you know, it's an interesting way to invite them to take up more space. Exactly. And that can feel so empowering for people. Yeah. And I, I bet especially as, as little, little children, little humans who don't usually get a lot of space given to them to be able to take up space like that. Awesome. 
what's your favorite, what's your favorite thing to do in your classes? Oh, my favorite. If giving a few makes it easier, you can give a few. (laughs) Um, I really love teaching lion's breath because it gives kids a opportunity not only to learn a breath practice, but to associate it with something fun and engaging. They're I find that they're much more likely to do it on their own when they have a lot of fun practicing it. I also love teaching uh, partner poses. So sometimes we'll have the kids like sit back to back and do a twist or, you know, help each other out by linking arms in a balancing posture. And inevitably, they always go home and try to teach that practice to their, you know, parents or to their family members. And just hearing that feedback from their families is so, so special because, you know, we say this all the time in adult classes, the work you put into yourself on the yoga mat has a ripple effect and positively influences everyone in your life, everyone you come into contact with. And that's the same for kids. They have a big sphere of influence in their families. So for kids to want to practice yoga and spend time on their mats can have a really positive effect on the whole family. That is so touching. They're all their own little teachers already exactly (laughs) wanting to go and share and how I bet that that's very rewarding to know that you shared with them a practice that was so effective affective or effective that they took it home Mm -hmm. and they shared it and they remembered it yeah I always feel very honored when I have the favor of children when they like me or when like I do something that they like like they they're very honest with how they feel about things that they like and don't like and I was chosen it is the highest honor I think to 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 be liked by a kid to for them to appreciate your presence yeah I I totally agree (laughs) What a lovely practice. Oh my goodness. Okay, so lion's breath is your favorite. Do you want to share a second or third favorite or do you feel saturated? Um, One of my other favorite things to do with the kiddos is buddy breathing. So I have these little like stuffed animals that I'll bring into class with me sometimes. And during relaxation, We'll all lay down and place our buddies on our bellies and just notice as our bellies rise and fall, the, our buddies get a little breath ride. Uh, so it's a great way to keep kiddos engaged with relaxation, teach them the importance of relaxation by helping their buddy breathe as well. 
um, and just help them feel safe and comfortable. It can be hard for kiddos to relax sometimes. So those tools really help. I like that buddy breathing. That's so cute. Yeah. So it seems like breath is a really powerful tool that you like to use in your classes. Yes, it's an essential component. Uh, breathing is like our natural hack into our nervous systems. It's one of the most effective ways that we can soothe ourselves, regulate our own energy, whether that means bringing in more calm and peace or bringing in some more focus and enlivenment. So I think it can be really impactful for kids to feel and learn this. And I hope that they, you know, take it off of the mat into their lives. Um, being a yoga teacher is a lot like being a gardener. You know, you're planting seeds and cultivating them and watering them. And you don't really know <laughs> when every seed germinates or if it does. But uh, just planting it is such an honor. And I, I do have a lot of faith in the practice that even if I don't get to see that seed germinate and grow, that it will eventually at some point in time. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. I think that that, that should be the tagline for your course. <laughs> Speaking of your course, would you like to talk a little bit about your course before we, we close out our, our session together today? I'd love to. Thank you. Yeah, I um, lead a online training course for folks who would like to get certified as a children's yoga teacher. And one of the things I love about this course and just about all of my vinyasa practices courses is that it's really flexible. You can fit it into your own life, whatever that looks like. This one is completely self-paced. And once you invest in the program, you have it for a lifetime. So you can go through it, you know, in a few months, in a year, over a longer period of time. It's really up to you and your schedule. And then I host weekly, bi-weekly rather, office hours where we can connect live in person and talk. Um, and, you know, I'm always there for support too. So it's been really fulfilling to see how people fit it into their own lives. I've had yoga teachers take it, parents, primary school teachers, uh, people from all walks of life. I love that. Parents and teachers. That's awesome. Because as a teacher myself, like yoga teacher myself, I didn't, I was like, yeah, of course I would take something like that. It's to be a children's gift. Absolutely. But what if, what if all primary school teachers had a certification in children's yoga? That's so cool. Okay. Awesome. Katie, how many hours is your course about? It's a 95-hour training program so that you can, if you choose, uh, be certified through the Yoga Alliance. 
Awesome. So it is recognized. That's wonderful. So it could be not only continuing education, but it could also be a certification to put on, on that profile. Yes. Awesome. Do you have any final thoughts, feelings, insights that you want to impart before we part ways? I think, you know, one thing I wish more people would know or take home with them is that even just a little bit of breathing or mindful movement every day, five minutes, 10 minutes, can help promote a feeling of connection, peace, empowerment, and receptivity in kids. Even if you haven't gone through a children's training, if you've been to a yoga class, you chances are you know enough to take home to your kiddo or the kiddo in your life and pass that on. Kids really are our future. So the more kindness, love, care, and respect we can infuse into them now is going to benefit all of us. That's a great ending message. Katie, thank you so much once again for being here, for sharing your time, your space, your energy, and your wisdom, vulnerability, your story. I appreciate you so much, and it's been an honor to share space with you. Thank you to the listeners for being here. We will see you next week. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you.